Hey y'all, this is Nida and you're listening to Underground. Our guest today is Shasha Kimbo. She's the owner of two labels, namely Planet Bliss and Cybersonic LA. She makes and plays sounds of bass, techno, trance, trap. She's had a bunch of releases and premieres with big platforms like Mixmag. She lately contributed to the Ableton's One Thing video. And her original tune was picked up by Comedy Central for their show, Broad City. Hi, Shasha. Thank you so much for coming on board. Thank you so much for having me. So help me out here. You make uh, music that's really different. And it's it's like you create your own style. And it's sort of like bass, but it's also techno. And so what genre really drives you or inspires you into making what you really make? Or, you know, how did it all start? Well, I grew up in Los Angeles. And I'm really inspired by the 1990s rave scene that was going on over here. And it was really eclectic and pretty mixed together back then. So you would go to a rave and it would have like techno and drum and bass and jungle and house music and even some hip hop. So that was just really inspirational to me as far as like creating my sound. I wanted to have something that kind of dipped in every genre a little bit. But at the same time, expressed kind of me and my just like Southern California kind of raver uh, influence. So, yeah. What do you do when you sit down to like produce? Like how, what are you thinking? How do you make something like that? A lot of the time when I'm producing, I look at the song I'm making as like a love letter that I'm writing to another producer. For instance, like when I was making uh, my recent album, Mind Your Head, the song uh, Fluff's Night at the Factory. I kind of like wrote that as like a love letter to the Chemical Brothers or like the Crystal Method. I wanted to show them like, hey, you know, I'm thinking about you type of thing. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of the time, like I sit down and I'm like, okay, I'm writing this song for this person. And it's kind of just like my way of showing them like a little bit of love. But again, with the Shasha Kimbo twist on it. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, So at what point did you know that this, you know, like this is it? So in 2008, I went to England and I went to this party DMZ and with like Scream and Mala playing like old school dubstep. And I walked into the room and I was like, oh my God, like this is it. (laughs) Like this is it. Like the bass was just crazy loud and it was just literally moving every cell in my body. And everybody was just like having the best time. It was super dark. The vibes were just so strong. And I was like, wow, I want to be a part of this. Like, how can I be a part of this? So I went back to America and I started to kind of just like dabbling in production, dabbling in DJing. And then a producer named L Double from England came to California and basically sat me down, taught me how to DJ better and taught me kind of how to produce. Then I went to England and he taught me more and some friends down in Milton Keynes, I spent learning to produce from them. But that's kind of like, yeah, the DMZ moment is where I was like, I need to be a part of this. There's no women on stage. Like I need to be there doing that. Like this is my calling. Yeah. You own two record labels. <laughs> How do you have two record labels? How enterprising are you that you are also a DJ and a producer and you own two record labels? That's like a lot of work. 
Yeah, for sure. One of the <laughs> labels I've kind of put to bed, Cybersonic LA, I've, I've kind of put that label to bed now because I've kind of moved past that sound. But as an artist in 2020, you really have to be multifaceted. You have to be able to do everything, you know, to really push your sound, to push you as an artist. You have to be able to wear many hats. So you're not only producing music and DJing, but you're throwing parties, running labels, graphic designing, doing videos. You know, there's just so many things that you're doing just to promote your sound and the energy of the scene. So yeah, so my label now, Planet Bliss is my main focus. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be releasing a lot of my own stuff on there right now yeah. um, and just start pushing it with the kind of rave vibe that I, that I talked about earlier. So uh, when you produce, you have like a lot of um, hype vocal cuts, like uh, chopped up. How do you how do you achieve something like that? Also, like your bass sound is it? But that's for the next question. Really. <laughs> yeah. So how do so you get for, your yeah? Yeah. What I what I do is um, it just depends. Like most of the time, I take samples like from different conversations. Like it's either conversations with me and my friends or conversations off of YouTube. And I'll throw them into Ableton. I'll put a couple different filters on them, just depending on what I'm trying to create, and then mix them into the song. For my latest album, Mind Your Head, I did something different. I actually recorded a lot of the samples with my own voice, uh -huh. and I used a megaphone. <laughs> so I was like in the studio. I went to Red Bull Studios, and I had the megaphone, and I was just like screaming into it and uh, creating some interesting vocals that way. Yeah. So that was like different. But um, one of my mentors, Prince Will, he really encouraged me to start using my own voice. So that's been an interesting journey because <laughs> I'm not really a vocalist. So, but just getting creative with vocals. I mean, it really adds some flair to any kind of instrumental. So vocals are really important to me. Any go-to like filters and stuff that you use for like vocals? You know, it really uh, depends on what I'm doing, but sometimes I'll use a little bit of echo, sometimes a little bit of amp. These are all like Ableton kind of audio packs and like there's one in particular I use I can't think of the top of my head but it's a chain I created so it, it just depends on like what I'm looking for and what the song needs mm -hmm. normally what I do is I create the song and then I'll look at the EQ and see where does that vocal need to hit and then create a vocal to kind of hit that sound in the sweet spot Right. And what do you do with your bass? Like, how does it sound? So um, I did look up your stories. You did say you do layering. Anything uh, more in particular? Yeah. So for my bass, normally what I do is, without giving out too much information, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I, I do layer my bass. So I'll take a lead bass a lead synth or lead bass. And um, again, I like to put like maybe a little flange, a little amp on it, you know, just depending on what exactly I'm doing. And then, you know, sidechain that into the kick. Then I will take like a super fat sub and I will layer it underneath the main bass and, but I'll like turn it up pretty high and then sidechain it. Just depending on what style I'm making, I'll sidechain it either a little or a lot into the kick. For that particular sub, I don't use any like effects or anything. I literally just have this super fat sub like yeah. brick that I call. Draw. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and I just literally just throw it on there and just kind of let it ride. And then another thing I do is like for the notes of the bass line, so the 
the main synth or the main bass might be like a little more short, like short, uh, I don't know how to say, which is like a little short, but when I use the sub bass, I'll let it like drag out so it's more. The transients. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I'll just like let it drag out a little bit longer. Uh huh. So just to kind of create that effect, because what I want to do is like when you're outside of the club and you hear that bass, it's like shaking the wall before you even get inside. You're like, oh my gosh, let me in! I need to dance. That's the energy I want to create with my music. So we're just like, oh my gosh, I gotta get in there. Like the walls are shaking. Like I need to dance. Like let's go. So yeah, that's that's just a little bit into my (laughs) face. Yeah, okay. Um, You also did, speaking of Ableton, you also contributed to the Ableton's One Thing video recently. And uh, what was that like? That was a lot of fun. I love Ableton. I love everyone who works at Ableton. They've been really supportive of everything I do. And um, it was just really nice to contribute something back to them. So it was really cute, but it was pretty funny because you know, they wanted me to be really serious and I'm a joker. So <laughs> and you can see I'm like, you yeah. know, just kind of doing some LOL moves in there when I was like painting my nails and so I I'm doing a face mask. Uh, but I did have a question about uh, about what you yeah. said. Um, so you say that you basically in the video, you told us that you listen to what you've made uh, if you're working on a tune and you let it play like in the background while you're doing like other things. Uh, so it's like subconsciously in your mind. And, and then when you get back to it, you know, you know what's missing. My question is, if you I mean, don't you also like get used to it sometimes and then be like, it's perfect. Because that sometimes happens to me. Like if I've heard something for too long, it just feels like it's it's fine. And, you know, it's not. Totally. That actually happens to me when I'm sitting and producing. So like if I'm sitting in front of the computer for a couple of hours making a song, I'll be like, oh, it's fine. But then like a month later, I'll play it just like on repeat, like in the video. And then I'll be like, wait, it needs like a kick here. Or it needs like the synth taken out here and just raw bass or it needs vocals or I kind of start realizing like what's kind of missing or like it needs a little bit something else or maybe it could pop harder because yeah sometimes when I'm just sitting just only focused on the song I do get lost in it and I'm like oh it's fine but the subconscious listening basically is like you just put it on walk away, start, you know, living your life, doing your thing, you know, cleaning your house. And then you're like, wait, this could use a different baseline right here. Or this could use, you know, a different kick even. You kind of just start thinking about it a little bit differently. Yeah, it's on repeat, but you're like, wait a minute, that doesn't sound right. Or maybe this could be switched or something like that. So that's just kind of the method that I use. Oops. Yeah. I just like <laughs> let it go on a low level and just kind of start realizing like everything that it needs. And also like giving it time, like, because right now we're in pandemic, we have a lot of time on our hands. So it's like creating the tune and then letting it air out for about a month or a couple weeks or something. And then going back and listening to it and being like, oh, wait, this should be different or listening to your car or listening to it like on something other than your computer or on your normal production setup. Cause then you'll be like, wait, this could be different. Like, this could be changed. Wait, I haven't heard this song in a few months. Maybe I hate this song. Maybe I love it. Maybe it's the best song. Like, <laughs> just kind of start thinking about it in a different kind of way. Yeah. You know, and as a DJ, normally we're in the clubs. So you'll produce something and then you'll take it to the clubs. So you can really test it out 
Well, right now we don't really have that. So I've been doing a lot in my car. I'll drive around and listen and be like, <laughs> oh, this song's really good. Or, oh, wait, no, this song is not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cute. Um, so um, another question, production-wise. Uh, say you made a track and uh, your your kick just sounds weak. How do you fix that? Yeah. yeah. No, that actually happened to me the other day. So what I do is I've been making a lot of my kicks in Max for Live in Ableton. So when you do that, you can literally change everything about the kick just by kind of turning the knobs and kind of figuring out what you need. Maybe it's out of tune. Maybe it needs a little more depth. You know, you kind of have a little bit more control over it than when you're using samples. Because sometimes I'll use a sample and I'll be like, wow, this is just, this is not the one. This is out of key. This is just too long. I need to shorten this. And then, you know, then you're going to be spending forever doing, putting samples in and out, trying to figure out what's perfect. This way in Max for Live by using the instrument, you can actually have more control over what that kick is going to sound like and finding the best kick for that particular song. Max for Live is a really amazing dynamic kind of chapter of Ableton that has just really a lot of great things that I started adding to my production this year. Um, I've had more control over my drums by making my drums directly from Max for Live. Much easier to tune them and again, really easy to kind of audition each sound to figure out which one is going to be perfect for that track. Um, Also, most of your uh, releases and premieres are with like big uh, platforms like Mixmag and others. How did it lead you to this place? Just a lot of hard work. I've been doing this for like nine plus years now. It's just a lot of hard work and determination. You know, I really really try to keep getting better every year and I'm super determined. I'm extremely passionate about what I do. I love producing music and I love DJing and I love (laughs) dancing. I love the community and everything, everything that revolves around dance music. I adore. So just, you know, really grateful for all the just amazing um, press and, support I've been able to get from these really great writers, really wonderful people, you know, from Mixed Mag to Fact and beyond. It's just, I am really grateful to, you know, accomplish this level. And hopefully, you know, it's just the beginning. And uh, what was the first experience of getting in touch with, like them getting in touch with you? Who was the first one? And what was that like? Wow, that's a great question. I would say my first experience was probably with Mix Magazine reaching oh. out to me, yeah, to DJ at their like one of their new Los Angeles facilities. I think that was probably the first connection for me and that was probably maybe I want to say like 5 years ago, maybe even longer, but yeah, they reached out to me and I got to open up for Alex Perez and Castle and I forgot who else was there, but <laughs> Yeah, so that was like a while ago. But yeah, that was, you know, an honor for me. I love Mix Magazine. I love everyone. They're just so kind and loving. And, you know, connecting with Zach, Valerie and Carrie, they I'm not sure if they work there any longer, but they were kind of like the foundation for me, you know, getting involved with Mix Mag. So I'm super grateful for them. And then now it's like Patrick, I'm really grateful for him. And just all the support from them has been really, really amazing. So your original tune was picked up by Comedy Central for their show, um, Broad City. 
tell us about that. So Matt FX, who is just amazing and curated the show for Broad City for all the music. Uh, I just sent him an email with part of my catalog and I was like, hey, you know, I know you need some tunes for Broad City. Let's go. <laughs> Emailed back and he's like, can we use Supreme Bitch? And I was like, yes, you definitely can. Like, I would be just so flattered was really grateful for him and just, you know, his connection and making that happen. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I was, I was so happy. I was like, oh my gosh, mom and dad, like, check this out. One TV for three seconds. (laughs) Yeah, that's so cute. And um, piece of advice for uh, people who've been relatively new in the field. My advice is work hard and create a community because no one is an island here. We are all together on the dance floor. So community is so important. Community consciousness is totally important. And just, you know, work really hard. And don't expect anything to come for free. And don't expect anything to come easy because it doesn't. You really have to put your heart and soul into this and really be from the ground up. You know, a lot of some people are lucky and they just get the VIP pass right to the top. But it's really about the hard work, determination and the connections that you make on the way, the friends, the community, what at the end of the day, that's what's more important to me than any gold or any dollars or anything like that. It's like, just the people you meet, you know, it's so important. The community has just changed my life. And I am extremely grateful. But hard work and creating community, those to me are the foundations of becoming successful. Because we're nothing without each other. That's true. And have you had any, any, um, being a woman, being so successful, have you felt any kind of discrimination on the way or has it been like you're, you're seen as an artist and your gender doesn't matter? I mean, being a woman, you're always going to have some bumps in the road. It doesn't matter what you're doing, whether it's music, art, you know, business, you know, it's just difficult, but like, again, just work hard. Yeah. Stand your ground, be your amazing true self, and you'll persevere. Like, yeah, I've had a lot of weird experiences, but I don't let them stop me. I don't let them define me. I just try to find my strength, which can be difficult for sure. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, find your strength and just try to just stay focused on the end goal. Stay focused on just being amazing and just shining as hard as possible. Yeah, that's lovely. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on board. This is a really lovely um, conversation. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to connect with you. (laughs) It's so nice to connect with you too. So that was Sasha Kimbo. And if you guys have any sort of questions, please feel free to send me messages. You could send me a voice message by clicking on the link below or you could send me a message on my Instagram handle, which is at the rate N-I-D-A-C-H-A-K-R-A-B-O-R-T-Y. Until next time, thank you for tuning in.